This is JFM Podcast. Live. And a beautiful morning, a beautiful Tuesday morning to you out there as you listen to us. This is the station J101.9 FM. And uh, it is Tuesday, the 27th of October 2020. Time check is one minute past the hour of 9 a.m. Welcome to the program. Let's talk. Thank you for staying with J101.9 FM. I'm your host, Zoe Machunga. The program is Let's Talk. And this morning, uh, we will be taking the educational angle. We'll be taking a look at protest rights and limitations under the Nigerian human rights law amidst the end SARS protest in Nigeria. And uh, this morning, we have in the studio, Dr. Nantok Dashwar. No, not Dr. Barista Nantok <laughs> Dashwar, I beg your pardon. And we'll also be putting a call through to Honorable Joseph uh, Maywada Apiro. He's the former deputy chairman, Kefi Local Government. And uh, with that being said, federal lawmakers have condemned the shooting uh, by protesters at the Lekki Tollgate in Lagos. And it's been an intense uh, few days as Nigerians are still reeling from the shock of the attacks on peaceful protesters at the Lekki Tollgate in Lagos. And the Nigerian army has denied shooting at protesters, the NSAs, protest has been going on now or it had been going on before now uh, for about two weeks with the protesters calling for an end to the special anti-robbery squad, SARS. Uh, the protests generated into violence in some parts of the country. Uh, the aftermath of, of it being hijacked by hoodlums. Uh, we saw private uh, properties across, and uh, public properties across some states in Nigeria uh, were being destroyed and to curb the violence, some governors declared curfew. Uh, now when I say private and public properties, we saw various buildings, we saw businesses, we saw government institutions, we saw public properties, and media houses were destroyed and uh, causing tension across the country. And J101.9 FM highly uh, condemns this act. Uh, thank you for joining us, Honorable Joseph Maydawa. Sorry, Maywada. Maywada, I beg your pardon. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you are the former Deputy Chairman, Kefi Local Government Area. It's good to have you on the yeah. show this morning. Thank you so much. All right. So and we're looking you. at um, the rights and limitations under the Nigerian human rights law amidst the NSAS protests. We're, protests were looking at the reactions uh, of Nigerians across board as well. Now, um, like we were just saying just now, we saw a lot of private uh, and public properties being destroyed across states, vandalization, uh, media houses, businesses, and various things. Uh, at this time, um, you, as a former uh, deputy chairman from a local government, what is your reaction to what is going on and how did it all go down in Nasrawa State as well? Well, thank you so much. Uh, uh, my name is Joseph Melda, Honorable Joseph Melda, former Deputy Chairman of the Local Government. First and foremost, I must condemn the acts of uh, police brutality and the excesses of uh, the SAS. Honestly, uh, it's a welcome idea at this point in time for youths to rise to their voice, you know, in challenging the excesses of police. Why I said police, not only SAS, 
SARS is a unit under police. What they have been doing in that unit is so much is disheartening. It's not welcome in our community. They, they went out of their uh, rules of engagement. So I, I'm so happy, uh, I'm so happy, I'm so delighted with the protest. Mm-hmm. This protest, I think, is a sign of uh, unification in the in Nigerian struggle as, as against the police brutality and the terrible uh, uh, governance in Nigeria. Mm. All right. Um, what do you say? Um, let's get to you, Barrister Nantok. What do you say uh, to the reaction of government to protesters? Now, not just the NSAS protests, because we also saw the Shiites protests uh, many times last year as well. And uh, some are also saying the politicization of the protests, uh, the suspected sponsoring of hoodlums to hijack the protests, and uh, the ensuing breakdown of law and order. Uh, we saw Femi Falana uh, in one of the news media. He also came out strongly to condemn the killings in Lekki Tolgate. Now, not just protesters, but also soldiers and non-protesters alike uh, were also uh, part of the casualties this time. What is your reaction to the way all of this was handled, um, being that the military was deployed and constitutionally, whose job is it to protect our streets and, you know, Nigeria internally? Well, uh, firstly, let me join in condemning the brutal suppression of the peaceful protest in Lagos, uh, to me, I think uh, this pr- series of protests organized by the Nigerian youths was one of the most peaceful uh, protests I've ever seen. Uh, I've been a student union leader. I've led protests, and uh, I, I, I can say that even protests that I led in the past were not as peaceful as what I saw on the streets recently. And uh, as usual, I think the, it, is, it is a culture in Nigeria that force must be applied at, at any time that there's disagreement, when the people disagree with government on policies or issues. Um, you are, the, the, the youths were protesting brutality. And uh, I've often said that we have seen that brutality, the same instrument, was used to quench the protest. So I don't, th- I don't see, I don't see, and then uh, the government is saying that they, are, they have granted, I mean, all the relief, uh, all the demands of the protesters and all that. So, uh, and I see an irony that you're, you're saying, yeah, you're you ending police brutality, but you see you apply brutality to quench protests. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm doubtful. I, I, I do not trust the intention of government to say that, yes, uh, they have uh, accepted the demands of the protesters. Mm. All right, let's look at um, Lagos State now. As some are saying, I mean, it's very serious. It's a very serious crime to kill a human being, to sure. take someone's life. Uh, that there is a coroner's inquest law uh, that uh, Lagos can activate, and that uh, this law has been uh, Lagos setting the independent committee. Well, it has been this law, this coroner's inquest law has been around since 2007. What is this law about? And do in, we have it on the plateau? No, no, no. We, I, I don't know of any such law in Plateau State, but in Lagos, it is where, where a coroner's inquest is uh, an investigation to discover w- the real uh, cause of death and the circumstances under which a person has died in an un- uh, under unnatural circumstances. Hmm. So uh, I think what f- uh, Mr. Falana was talking about was he has applied to activate that, those provisions of the law so that victims who died unnaturally during this uh, protest, maybe on the protest ground or other places, uh, the, 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 there will be a finding as to what actually caused their death and people who are responsible should be held accountable. Mm. All right. Um, now let's get to you, Honorable. 
And um, we've also seen um, some security news coming out from Nasrawa State. Uh, killers of village head, immigration officer arrested in Nasrawa. Uh, Governor Abdullah Isui of Nasrawa State charged people of Udege chiefdom to fish out criminal elements, among them following killings of village head of Odu community, Mr. Amos Oberi. What is the security situation there being that the northern governors uh, came out to say that um, they wanted SARS? What is your take on that, Honorable? Well, thank you. Now, the security challenges here in Nasarawa is not as the way you hear it outside there. Uh, I must confess that there are one or two issues about the security, especially that route to Mararaba uh, Odegi local. There has been the security challenges there. Even when the village head was killed, you know, because we know the governor has been trying in terms of security, in terms of uh, fighting uh, uh, the, 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 in terms of fighting corruption, one uh, challenging the the the, the, the security uh, uh, aspect here in Nasara, the governor has been trying. The governor has been on that issue for a very long time. I think he has mobilized uh, the police and the the, the the military to that area. To the extent that I think there's a there's a uh, military camp in that uh, in that area, and even when that thing happened, uh, it doesn't take him much time to arrest the the perpetrators. You know, they have been brought to book, and I think uh, the issue of security in that area now has been brought to normalcy. Mm. All right, uh, let's leave that there. We still have other issues to get into. Now, um, let's look at um, what's been going on. Why do people uh, keep on now for years? Uh, why ha Has anything changed? That is, how can we take advantage of, of this protest? And uh, what are the lessons learned so far? When, it, when we look, begin to look at... Um, <clears throat> How it, did it come as a surprise now that uh, the international community took interest in this protest? When we look at how um, the president also warned the international community uh, about coming to hasty comments and decisions and conclusions and figures without um, deferring, uh, you know, the. So, what, what do you think about how the international community also responded and also the president's response to that? I think that uh, the things are no longer the same. Uh, social media has come to revolutionize uh, information. And, uh, you know, it is now easy to, to access information from everywhere. For instance, you see this, uh, the Lagos uh, protest as the Lucky Toll Gate. Ordinarily, before, before in social media, it, was, it would be impossible to actually get pictures and know circumstances. It was being covered live when, when, when sh gunshots were being fired. So, naturally, as it goes viral on the internet, people would naturally pay attention. So, whatever happens in America is accessible to people in Nigeria immediately, the same minute. Whatever happens in Nigeria is accessible to people everywhere across the world immediately in the same minute. So, that has now made the international community, I mean, everybody know the, the world is now a global village. So, the international community is acting based on what it saw on social media. So, uh, it is true that, yes, some level of investigation may need to be carried out to ascertain certain facts. But certain facts are already clear. I mean, there are certain evidences that are already bare, laid bare. So there's no denial of certain things. But since there are various commissions now, especially in Lagos and here in Plateau State, the commissions will look into these issues, especially to investigate the circumstances of the shootings in, at Lucky Tollgate. Now, what, what do you think about 
do you what what do we make now well let's say transparency is a hallmark of democracy but uh, we saw the stonewalling of the president when he addressed the nation we've also heard from the military and uh, their responses concerning this and there there has been a, some distrust between the government and nigerians how do we use this opportunity now honorable to fix uh, this distrust do you think this is an opportunity for the government by meting out by giving out justice uh, to uh, the families who were grieved in any way do you think this can bridge that gap of trust between government and some Nigerians who are complaining of that lack of trust? Yes, I believe so. Because, uh, you see, for a very long time, there has been a problem between the masses and the government. You know, we hardly really trust our leaders. And I want to use this opportunity, this platform, to, as a politician, to, uh, to appeal for calmness. One, we have failed this country. The politicians, we have failed this country. There is no understanding between the leaders and their own people. Because what are we saying here? Today, over 40% of the Nigerian population are faced with several hardship and chronic unemployment. Economic inequality has reached the extreme level that uh, you don't even talk to you. Nobody reason well. But with this thing, with what is happening in the country today, I think it's a catalyst. You know, is an eye opener for our leaders to know that oh, the masses are in pain. The masses are in pain. We need a change. We need a change in the way we do our things. I used to tell, our, I used to tell some of our friends that is that case to me. I said there will be a time that we will knock and nobody will open the door. We will call and nobody will even answer us. So there must be a change in our in, in, in our approach, the way we do our things, the way we approach things, the way we say things. You know, the masses doesn't even believe in us now. So I believe. With what is happening now, the, the, the masses are, are in pains, you know, which they don't even trust the, 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 the government. But if government will try and do one or two things that will assure the masses, okay, fine, we are going to do something for those people that lost their lives in this struggle, those people that, 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 are in the, that are in the hospital now just because of this struggle of liberation. Because I call, I tag this protest as a struggle of liberation. We have been living in bondage in this country for years. Nobody talk. If you talk, they use the military against you. They use the police against you. Now that our voices are being heard, now that our voices are on top of the wall, everybody is listening. The international community are seeing what is happening in Nigeria. So I think it's an opportunity for government to change the narrative so that people will now see reason why they should trust the government. What is happening now is that if you look at what from the beginning, the demand of uh, the, the, the demand of NSAS, they said end brutality, disband SARS, uh, justice to the, the victims of uh, uh, SARS uh, police brutality, reform and all that. Okay, fine. There's an issue again who demands that came back, you know, they wanted to struggle another demand again because it was, initially it was just five. But now, so many people are saying, okay, 
we should end bad governance and other. And that is what the government doesn't want to hear. That is what the government doesn't want to hear. All right. They have already accepted. They have already accepted the five demand of the NSAS uh, protesters. Mm. So now, I was expecting the organizers. Well, they said that we don't have any leaders. Mm. No, they don't have leaders that are coordinating this protest. But those people that submitted that five demand, I think from the beginning they should have included bad governance restructuring of Nigeria and other things, you know, so that the the whole thing will look as, oh, we are not only protesting because of police brutality or sex brutality or, or others, you know. But, sorry we to interrupt you, there's only so much the youths can take on their shoulder at this time as it is, they've taken a very, very big one and even some are saying maybe it may be too much for them to bite. But let's look at this uh, barrister, Nantok, even in the most advanced societies, riots, protests, revolts happen. In 2011, we saw the Tottenham riots in the US, uh, in the UK, uh, in the US, we saw the protests of uh, George Floyd, the race riots and they say that when the rule of law is not exercised or allowed to flourish uh, in a system or it's not institutionalized properly these are some of the things uh, that one begins to see now Nigerians have complained over the years of extrajudicial killings extortion of illegal arrests extortion illegal arrests detention of criminalization of innocent people and uh, well who took it serious? And so at the end, people had to come out in this way. But some are also saying that the instruments of power seem disabled. Now, is it the constitution, again, that is the problem? I think the, the constitution, yes, is a fundamental problem, but it is a manageable problem. Uh, you see, it's a basic law of nature. Once justice is absent in any society, there is bound to be chaos. Once there is no justice, check all the history of all the protests. People are angry about something. Mm. So the protest is, is disagreement. Look, we don't like the status quo. We don't like what's, what's happening. Or there's a policy we don't like. So this protest is a voice of discontent. People who are not happy with the, the system, with the status quo. So once that means that there was absence of justice. So if the system guarantees justice... People would, if you if you if you deny me a right, I can I can I, I'm guaranteed that I can secure relief or get justice for for whatever you do to me. But where they, we are hopeless, there is totally absence of justice in the society. Where imagine imagine uh, this issue of palliatives and all that and all that. Mm. No, first of all, I I condemn uh, violence uh, of any form and any character, uh, stealing and all that, looting and whatever is is bad, but. If you treat the, you are, we are treating the symptoms. We are, we are, we are worrying about our ah, people who are vandalizing, they are stealing, and all that. But we are not treating the main problem. Why do you still have palliatives that was meant for 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 public consumption? Why do you still have them as of today? Life has resumed. I mean, even with the COVID nineteen, people are already picking up their lives. We are already running our businesses and all that. But you are still keeping COVID nineteen uh, relief materials. So these are the fundamental issues. You are not treating these issues. You are treating the surface problems, the and manifestation these are the of the issues symptoms that create this distrust. Exactly, that that's we're what I'm talking saying. About all right, still looking at these issues of distrust now. Um, let's look at now. Do you think talking about distrust now? Um, 
between government and quite a number of Nigerians, many are asking, will we ever know who gave the order or who's, uh, which officers were involved, how many casualties with the denials from the military, from the president not commenting. Uh, many are asking, where do we begin and how can we use this opportunity, this tragic situation to win back trust and restore hope to bring justice. Now for the soldiers now, uh, what is your appeal to the security forces and do they have business in the streets and whose duty uh, is it to trace criminals and to ensure that they are brought to book? And another question is, how can government distance itself from criminal elements? That's those who set out to put governments in embarrassment. Uh, how can the, the government also begin to distance itself from the criminal elements? Because as it turns out, if the government says they did not give any order for shooting and people did that, that means they're trying to embarrass this government. And what can the government begin to do to show that it is also distancing itself just as the protesters have distanced themselves from uh, the hijackers, the hoodlums who hijacked it? I think that the Ultimately, it is the duty of the police to keep peace, uh, I mean, protect uh, lives and properties within the society. Within the society. Uh, but they can be assisted by the military at where, where the... Uh, it's an insurrection. Yes, when there, is, when there is serious issues that the commander-in-chief believes that it will breach national peace, national unity, he can uh, deploy the military into, to assist the police. So are we saying that the police now. could not handle uh, what was going on? That is why by, the military was deployed? I think was by, the assessment, by the assessment of the government, they have seen that the police is incapable of handling the situation and they have deployed the military. But, but the government know, must for, take for responsibility. things like protests, many also say that crowd control is basic training that, you know, police officers should have. Yes, if you check, when the NSAS protest starts, started, you find that they, they, were, they were being accompanied by police people, they were being protected by police people. The degeneration of the issue started at the Lekki Tollgate shooting. When, when, when the government now deployed military to... So at least we now know from what Lagos State Governor has said in the, on CNN. That, that was the game changer. Of course, because he has now admitted that it was he, people in military uniforms were actually cited shooting. So there's no all that the government can do to disrupt itself now is to punish people who uh, who gave command without the commander's in chief uh, in chief's uh, instruction. All right, Honorable Joseph Mayweather, what is your take on that? How can the government begin to distance itself from criminal elements too? Well. I I want to agree with my uh, with the learned suit there that uh, a soldier cannot leave a barrack without a permission at all. There must be a permission for a soldier to leave the barrack. Not even one, not even two. Like ten soldiers were there shooting on the air, you know, shooting at the protesters that are peaceful, peaceful. They are not carrying arms. They are not even holding anything. But they are holding. They were holding a Nigerian flag, singing national anthem. But I don't. I am so. I'm, 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 I'm so confused. I don't even know what, what, how, and, and, and what Nigeria is turning into. Hmm. How can soldiers went to a place oh, where there is? <clears throat> I beg your pardon. Shooting. As the protesters, it is it is so bad, it is so unjust. You know, I don't see any, I don't see any reasonable government that can that can do that. Now, I mean, I deny it. 
the well the federal government has said that there's a lot of fake news and uh, is this part of the fake news because many times when people bring out figures the government comes out to say it is fake news many times I want to believe, oh, I want to encourage the military to come out and condemn and bring to book those soldiers that went to shoot at the peaceful protesters there. That's what I'm saying at this moment, because Nigerians, we are not going to take it. We are only protesting without, without holding guns, without, without, without uh, holding sticks. We are only holding our, 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 our national flag, you know, protesting for bad governance. Protesting for the end brutality of the, 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 the SARS. For bad governors and other things, you know, then you send the military to come and attack and kill your own people. That is so bad. That is so bad. I am encouraging you. I want to encourage the military. I'm telling Boatinans you come and apologize to Nigerians so that we will not know what to do. Mm. All right. Now, um, going forward now, I hear previously we used to have places designated uh, for protests. There was Ghanifire Me uh, Square. There was the Unity Fountain. But they say lately all of these places have been fenced off. Now, going forward, is it, is it, can we have places designated for protests? So perhaps when a security uh, apparatus sees people in those particular places, knowing that it is designated for protests, they would most likely perhaps leave them alone. You see, the the right to protest uh, is constitutional and you cannot determine for a protester where to gather and protest. So, in as much as he is not disrupting the right of other civil uh, 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 part of the civil population. If uh, if today I'm, I'm not happy with government about something and I want to go to government house to protest, you can't say I should know, leave government house and come to a particular place that you have. You can put me in a bush, maybe take, if you put the protest area in a uh, in uh, Shandam, for instance, or in Lantang or somewhere. So what will the, pro the my protest is to gather attention. So I want to protest where people will see me. So the, 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 the balance is you, where you are protesting, you must also respect the right of others. But you have your right to protest and nobody can determine for you where to protest. So mm -hmm. far it's a public, public area, but you are not interrupting other peaceful users of the facility. So that, I think that is... So the, the, the right to protest is guaranteed. There's no... All right, we'll get into um, the educational part of it, the right to protest, what are the laws governing the right to protest in the second part of the show. Now, what do, what do you say uh, to those who are saying that everything that has happened is an act of God? Honorable Joseph Mewada. You know, Nigeria, well, Nigerians are very religious people, and yeah, some will just throw it to the air. Oh, it's an act of God. Let's leave it like that. The visible thing that is happening in Nigeria, everybody knows, everybody felt, oh, there is need for us to stand up. There is need for us to talk. There is need for us to challenge the situation at the moment when people are in pain, when people are in hardship, when we hardly feed, when we hardly eat in our homes. And yet you can't even go out and do your day-to-day -day activities. You meet police on the road. You meet SARS on the road. Challenge you. You will be arrested. You will be, 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 you, you, you will be forced to pay so-so amount for 100000 to 200000 And, you know, you know when, when, youth, when, 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 when youth are tamed, nobody can control them. Nobody. Nobody can control I know we will come to this. I know it because the way things are going in Nigeria is not normal. 
All right. So what you as a politician, Honorable uh, Mewada, what would you say? What is the call and appeal to the ruling class, uh, the politicians, especially as it pertains palliatives? Well, the issue of palliatives, when I saw these things in, in, in some of the warehouses and I, 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 I cried, these are things that are meant for the masses during the lockdown. People are in hunger. People are hungry. You know, you kept all these things for what? For what? Any governor that kept, any government that that that, that, that will do that, they are so wicked. They are so they are they, they they are so animalistic in nature. Because I can't see any reasonable human being that can do that. Why are you keeping all this? Why are you holding these things? Look at how people are rushing just to go and get. It's not money. It's not good. We saw in a state where the governor said that he gave them 72 hours to return uh, all the looted uh, palliatives. And they also uh, also gave the government uh, an ultimatum of uh, returning looted funds too. What is your take on that? You see, the government have been, uh, they they look down on the youth for a very long time because... We have been, uh, because that, that's my constituency, I'm also a youth. We have been quiet all this while because I believe we are afraid. We don't want to talk. We don't want to talk. We are afraid of going to prison. We are afraid of being, uh, afraid of being arrested. Also, but now the thing is, the, 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 the thing has already at the, at the peak, you know. Nobody can control us. Mm, so what is Nobody your appeal to politicians at this time? It's for us to be just. It's for us to govern this country with one mind, to have this country with one mind, to know that these people are us, to know that these people are looking up to us for good governance, for good hospitals, for good schools, for, 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 for social amenities and other things, you know. All right, Honorable Medawa, my, my last question before you leave us this morning. What do you have to say to opportunities, uh, opportunists, I beg your pardon, who are taking over this situation uh, to push rabid sentiments and fault lines, divide and rule uh, mode of operation? Is this an ethnic issue uh, with respect to police brutality and the NSARS? Yes, so many people try to give that coronation to uh, religious and ethnicity, but no. That is not that is not it. Because if you are saying there are Muslims in Lagos that are part of this protest. There are Muslims in Nasarawa, although we don't have that protest in Nasarawa, but there are Muslims in, in Plateau, Kogi and all that that we are part of this protest. Christians are Muslims, not minding their own tribe also. We are part of this because we all felt the same, we all go to the same market, we all felt the same thing. So people that are, you know, giving this Coloration uh, should like desist from it. From the religious aspect of it. No, 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 no. That is not it. That is. And again, again, please and please, 2023 is coming. 2023 is around by the, corner. the corner. We should try and vote for people that have conscience. We should not vote because of our religious belief. We should not vote because, oh, we might try. We should vote because this person, we know the pedigree, we know he can deliver. Hmm. We, 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 we vote people who doesn't have the blueprints. Can you imagine? 
somebody that does not even know where he's representing a constituency that he doesn't even know his constituency. He's in House of Assembly, House of Reps. How do you expect, what do you expect that person to do in House of Reps or House of Assembly? He doesn't even know his constituency. And our leaders that are informed, I mean informed that are educated, want such people because they don't want them to come and challenge them because if you are bringing and expecting somebody he knows his right, he knows his left, he is coming back to challenge you. You cannot control him. That is what is happening in this country today. So All right, thank please. you so much, Honorable Joseph Mewadat, former Deputy Chairman Kefi Local Government. It's been a pleasure having you this morning, and uh, this is where we say goodbye to you. All right, the show continues, and the show is Let's Talk. We're looking at protest rights and limitations under the Nigerian human rights law amidst the NSAS protests in Nigeria, and we'd like to hear your thoughts and opinions. 09055 places 99 and 09 Hello, good morning, and let's talk. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us in 60 seconds. Your name, and you can address your concern. Thank you very much. My name is Sodi Kumar. I'm calling from the Jumpshot. I want to uh, comment to address the focus on the issue. But actually, I want to talk about this looting of identity. Actually, it is very in your comments. If you can, please call us back. We're not getting the best of your inputs. Hello and good morning. Hello, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is uh, Barista Adama. Oh, thank you for calling Barista Adama. It's a pleasure. I want to commend my earnest friend and honorable Barista Mantos. I'm very happy that uh, he's a good patron who is actually speaking the truth to issues. The truth of the matter is that uh, uh, my doctor said, where there is no law, we are now in a state of anomaly, which is lawlessness. Now, in a situation where there is no action, and the government see when there is breakdown of law, that it wants to prosecute people in a mob action, how can they even succeed in such a situation? When we are no forensic laboratory, even the security agents who have been involved must have tampered with the evidence. So my take is that this is the time the youth are standing. Tell our leaders how they repent. This is an opportunity for our leaders to repent. And when they repent, they will still be in the good books of the nation. History will never forget them because when they turn to good governance, it is all good for them that they hear to the cry of the people. They rather to use the security apparatus against the people, I don't think is the best. People thought with the address of the president, though as empty as the address was, it would have quelled the situation. And that also made people to defy even coffee which is recognized by law that is the only way you can restrict the freedom of movement. So by and large, I call on our youth, let's not vandalize government policy. Mm. Let's stay focused. We have made our voice heard. Let's keep making our voice. Let's stand together because united will definitely succeed. And this Nigeria is for us. And we must learn from the mistakes and the wisdom of the elders in order to ensure a very good and vibrant government for ourselves. So thank you and JFM continue the good work. Uh, Fernando. I'm very happy that you are speaking this week. 
Thank you so much. And good morning to you. 090-988-4884-8090-556 in four places, 99. Good morning. Good morning, my sister. Let's talk. This one is from my My sister, I just want to appeal uh, to the state government. Please, um, please. It's not only state government, the federal government, or all this. Let them put their drawing board. Let them check themselves very well. Which trade you go wrong there? If they do like that, our country is very great one day. And I uh, uh, appreciate the, the speaker there. I pray that God is in Please and please, the youth have to be very conscious. They have to, I know this is happening, this already happened already. Let the state government, let the, that is it that will help the, 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 the state. Thank you very much. We appreciate your input. Hello, good morning. Hello. Thank Hello, you for morning. joining My us. Name is Ajislim, welcome back. Yeah, it's unfortunately that we are in part of the world that we don't respect each other. Our leaders are far more, more distant, they understand far than the people they really understand. They say that meeting us is a problem to them because they, really are, they have done so many wrongs to us, so they don't want to come to us. About the issue of the politics and the rest, I remember this, this very, very government told us that they are ready to share politics for a long time. So why are you saying that they are waiting for the understand everything to come before the Please, the government should be the need for And you see, things are getting out of hand. You understand? A, a, a hungry man is an angry man. Please, there should be the need for people are suffering. Seriously. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time and your input this morning. All right, let's get back to the show. Barrister Nantok, let's um, allow you to respond to the comments you've heard. We've checked yes. the polls of the people, and that's how we get to know really what is going on. You see, basically, I, it, is, it, is, it is pitiable that our politicians even have the courage and, you know, to face us to the face and tell us nonsense. Uh, I had, I'm not sure it is true, that the Platinum government has given some hours for people to return uh, st- uh, stolen uh, uh, relief materials. I think the, the government should be should be crying in repentance and be and, and be embarrassed and ashamed of themselves. That how many cartons of noodles can you consume in a year? So wh- why were you keeping it? What was the point? Why are you keeping it? Well, they, most of them said they were planning to share these things on their birthdays or it was so. Some was that what it was meant for? Was that what it was meant for? for? It was meant. You see, some of us became, uh, uh, what was the term, during, during, during this lockdown period. You know, I, ordinarily, I'm not poorest of the poor that mm. the politics was meant for. Yes. But at that moment, all of us became poorest of the poor because even those of us who were supposed to go out and earn, were not earning. So we needed food. And people were, were, were languishing in poverty, languishing in hunger. And, and you and you had now, stocks. then we kept hearing rumors that people were collecting palliatives, even as now as, you know, it's still rumors about certain things. You know, the government really needs to put effort in communicating clearly to its citizens. You see, that is, these because are the things are that cause mistrust. Now we have the internet. The internet does not forget. We can always go and bring up something from the past that Imagine you said. Imagine, I saw, I saw a picture of somebody, a cripple, carrying a bag of OMG. rice. 
I saw I saw a, somebody bleeding with with a bag of rice. There in was fact, a stampede. Bought, you know, so these people are people lost who their lives even because yeah, they were just trying to get, get just food. get food just to get food. So and then you are keeping the food and you are even giving order that people should return the food. The thing is, the National Bureau of Statistics has also come out to say that Nigeria is suffering food insecurity. States like Lagos, you wouldn't expect that we, one would think there's so much money flowing. You know, so what, what, what I'm still asking the question: Is it the lack of money to get the food, or there is no food even if you have the money? You see. Well, we thank the federal government that has shared food to all the states. Pe- private people, private businesses contributed money to, to, to give reliefs to people who need reliefs. And government sits on it. You gather the uh, materials, rice, uh, noodles, and all that, and then you don't share to the people. For a future purpose that we don't know what you want to do. For, where, in fact, now, yesterday there was news that COVID-19 palliatives that were meant for Benue State were, were found in Kano. So what took what, what we found in the market in Kano? So people were buying ma, ma, relief materials. So that means Benue people have been denied. Remember some time ago, uh, in view of the fact that uh, some months back, the ICPC reported that they found about 2.67 billion naira of a Nigerian f- school feeding program stashed in a private bank account. So these are the issues. So so imagine the government now coming to say we will prosecute people. Because this is also a type of looting. And what kind of charges of course, should be brought against of, these looters too? Unfortunately, people, we are not choosing uh, the kind of looting we should condemn. You know, for me, both the looting of um, the public looting, I mean the, the office looting and the street looting, I made a post on it. You know, people who find it convenient to sit in ACs and loot and people who are on the streets looting. Now the person who is looting on, in his office is now being considered more holier than the person who is looting on the street. So who is, you said the relief materials is meant for the public. The public have gone to seize it forcefully from the warehouses we have kept Which it. Which we highly condemn. Yes, of Even course I do not support. Ours, this is not the right way to go. You see, there's no violence of any form is bad mm. you know there's no but my problem is cure the sickness not the symptoms the symptoms is what you see this anarchy that's the symptoms what caused the anarchy that's the question all right some are saying for the development of our law every nigerian is entitled to protection of life and properties and once through negligence or lack of proper policing you lose your property not humanitarian uh, help now but matter of law what is the duty and the position of the law Um, if these people who have lost due to negligence of the police or the government their properties or their lives what is what is due to them by law uh, ordinarily most uh, in nigeria we have not inculcated the habit of insuring businesses and properties and all that ordinarily if, we, if you have insurance you can go and claim from your insurance company so that they can give you relief but i don't think that there's a cause of action that can lie against government because your business was destroyed, because the government didn't, was not the one that destroyed your business, and it would be difficult to to make such a case in court. But it would be interesting to see to see one. Hmm. All righty. Now, for the purpose of education, now let's move to another part. What is the right to protest? You know, there is no right in the constitution called right to protest. The the the, the constitution guarantees your right to express yourself. The right to protest is one of the way. I mean, your protest is a, is, a, is, a, is a right under the right to express yourself. So if you are not happy, you can express your unhappiness. So that is the guaranteed right under the Constitution. Now, it is a fundamental right, but no fundamental right is absolute. There is mm. always regulation. So there are laws governing it, yes. the right to protest. What are these laws? No, you, you, or we, we say, uh, what is the extent and limitations of this right yes. to protest? Firstly, the Constitution itself gives limitation. 
the your rights can be uh, curtailed or uh, reduced by government depending on the purpose for which you are using it. For instance, if you are protesting and you are vandalizing, for instance, mm. public, you have a right to protest, but not to destroy public property or private property. You have a right to protest, but you also have a right to allow another person express himself. For instance, I protest that I like SAS, another person says he doesn't like SAS. So, For and against. Yes, both of us have the right to express ourselves. So we can do that peacefully, express ourselves, make our points, make the debates. Whoever has the higher weight, government may listen to whoever feels it feels has the higher weight and implement policies towards that direction. So right to, we all have a right to express ourselves, but we must also respect other people's right to express themselves. Mm. So we don't, have to, we don't all have to agree on one point. Just like it is happening, the northern governors have said they want, they want SARS. The, uh, most states in the south say they don't want SARS. So, but you see that government has seen where the wheat is and has agreed with the, the majority. So can, we, can the youths now rest seeing that they have won in any case? You, you see, I think... I am not one of the leaders of the mm. of the NSAS movement. It is faceless. Yes. And when it is NSAS movement started, I was skeptical about it. I was not sure because there was no leadership and all that. But uh, if you check, I, I, in, my, in my opinion, NSAS, SAS is just a metaphor for all the problems Nigeria have been facing. Well, so when people, people say NSAS, they don't, they don't mean SAS, the police we need. They mean we are the, go- I mean, the direction governance. to... Yes. A, l- the, a lot of undertones of bad and bad governance. Exactly. So everybody well. said, no, salaries of uh, legislators is too high. Salaries of these... Ah, no. So everybody is now bringing all the issues that were... All and that one. Exactly. So, so NSAS is not just the issue. Yes, the youth have won. SAS has been disbanded. Swap was created. I'm not sure it has been disbanded or not, but I think they are, they, there is now protest against Swap. So SWAT. The, SWAT, okay. So the, the, I think the police will now find a way. I mean, to deal with violent crimes and armed robbery. For all right, now let's still look at uh, the right to protest and how how how. How does the right uh, to protest develop developmental now to the growth of democracy? When yes. we look at what just happened, not just this one, even with the Shiite process and others from the years down till now, how has this helped to develop democracy? It has, in fact, the reason why it is an intrinsic part of democracy is because democracy promotes debate. Protest is a way of expressing disagreement. So if I disagree, for people who agree, let them speak so that we can debate. So we cannot have democracy without that right. Democ- I mean, in, in, in authoritarian states, uh, military regimes and all that, you cannot express yourself. And that's the difference between that and democracy. Democracy is you have to, like now, I don't like this, I will tell you I don't like it. If I like it, I like it. And there's not, I mean, so far I'm not insulting anybody. I'm not breaching any other person's right. I'm not inciting public uh, disturbance. I, I can exp- I don't, there's no limitation in that regard to how I can express myself. Hmm. All right. Now, um, with the recent reaction of government, uh, the use of security apparatus, some say uh, to to silent, and some are also saying the current dispensation seems unable to distinguish between protesters and hooligans. How how do you see that? Yes, you see, I it is on social media. A lot of images were going, videos were going. I saw a lot of them. I saw a, a, a video where police van was conveying people that looks like thugs to a particular location in Abuja. I saw where people dressed like SSS or DSS officials, I mean, directing uh, hoodlums and all that. So there's a moral question. Who should... I mean, the violence... There are people who say, 
I was paid 500 naira to, to go out. I was paid. Who who paid people? So th there's a moral issue that the government should answer. There's some strong answer. investigation exactly. that needs to go on. Now, still talking about protests. Those protests include only carrying placards because we have seen here that it has come to the knowledge of the Plateau State government about news making rounds in social media, particularly Facebook, posted on the site of Movement for the Protection of Plateau Heritage by one Jonathan Yakubu Madaki. The palliatives are being ordered by a certain honorable and all of that. And uh, they are saying that, uh, well, the government is threatening to sue him and they're saying he's, he's an attempt at something but um what do you make of this because uh, is is protesting only through carrying placards are there no, other no. ways to protest there are there are various i mean there is no limit there's no list mm. exhaustive list of how to protest i'll give an example when i was a student union leader in the university of just there was a time that it was unsafe to go out and protest and we needed to make a point the, what the union did at that time was to say every student should remain in, school, uh, in the hostels and at home and not come for lectures. At that time, the uh, management wanted students to finish the semester badly. So we, we prevented lectures from going on. We went to uh, classes to excuse lecturers from the classes who were violating our, our right to protest. So students stood, everybody was at home, and management had to accede to our demands, provide buses and all that. And that's how we got. So that's a way of protest. So even ASU strike, uh, NLC strike, all of, these are pro means of protest. So there's no limit to how many ways you can protest. You can, you can choose anything that causes discomfort to the person you are addressing is what you want to use. Mm. All right. Um, let's leave it there. Let's still get to hear from the people. Let's check their polls. 09055 and four places 99 and 090-988-48848. We are discussing this morning on the program Let's Talk and we are looking at the rights to protest and limitations under the Nigerian human rights law amidst the answers protest, the aftermath of all that we have seen. You have been hearing the voice of Barrister Nanto and the four lines are open 090-556 in four places 99 and also you can connect with us on our feedback platforms good morning thank you for joining us hello hello thank you for joining us uh, uh, hello good morning my sister good morning go ahead this is uh, Chief OB2 calling from Honda Villa hmm. let me quickly uh, express my feelings on this uh, matter if you can, if you step away from your radio or reduce the, the volume, it'll from be good. the look of things, it's like the government is lacking uh, the vision. Because uh, no good government can support or no reasonable citizens can support this extent of wickedness since the lockdown. Thank you so much. We appreciate your input this morning. And now to our feedback platform, Innocent Tung Zang Ayuba. He's saying Nigeria will change if we uh, do change the present leaders. And Gabriel Dung is also saying that uh, how can we trust the government that say they did not hoard palliatives um, for the masses but apply chemical on the palliative that is meant for the masses? That clearly shows that they are not ready to share the palliative to the masses. And uh, the curfew is still on, Stephen 
Omoruyu is asking, uh, Alexander Edwin Namani, he's saying the Plateau State Government officials should stop trying hard to convince Plateau people that the COVID-19 palliative items meant for Plateau people were brought into the state just last week. The Plateau People's Distribution Committee has done the needful, so case closed. And um, he's also saying it's, last, it's laughable that the STF on the Plateau and other security agencies were able to arrest over 100 alleged looters, but have not been able to arrest unknown gunmen and killer herdsmen on the plateau. That's a strong one. Amechi Ibe, he said, I'm currently far now. Can I listen to you online? Yes, you can. Par... Pam Rito Jacobs is saying, well, if we we will sit and talk about this issue, it's going to mislead many people. No, we're going to shed more light by talking more about it. Mwabuizi Johnny is saying, you guys should try and install a CCTV camera in the studio to make it lively and lovely for your fans to view your programs live. Well, this is a radio station, not a television station. Mwabuizi, thank you. Alexander Edwin Namani, he said, why is there no media, especially those on the plateau and the state government-owned media, PRTV, details did not mention that the Minister of Humanitarian Affairs brought palliatives that will be shared on a later date. And um, uh, Mom Godfrey saying the government is only uh, doing the sad events during the NSAS protests. It appears all they want is uh, peace, not justice. Uh, Arum Danjuma is saying, good morning, JFM. Me, I condemn the burning of government properties and carrying their items. It is very wrong for you to do that. But some youth are going uh, to steal the items, go and sell, drink, even do even those hungry in the state. Let them be patient and allow government to share items. But now it's not everybody that received items. All right. I guess you tried your best to express yourself and uh, everyone arrested is by law entitled to a legal representation as some of those arrested were just going to get some basic food items and were caught for violating curfew without anything incriminating by overzealous security agents who believe it is their turn to shine and this just brings us uh, to the end of the program Barista Nantok you uh, have offered to defend uh, some uh, people who have been arrested and just here we we can see where um, someone has commented to say that some people were actually arrested just when they were going to look for food because of how impromptu all of this came. Why would you uh, take on this position? Look, firstly, I think that uh, where I do, I, I want, I, I'm not sure what law they have violated, mm. uh, especially for people who took food. Uh, but, so I would love to see the charges that they, that, that they brought against them. But the major issue is for me is a moral issue. I feel these are hungry people. Hungry people. So for me, the only person I can help is somebody who is food that is his problem. So, but because people who are looting the offices, they have big people to represent them. They have, they have, they have everything that they need. You, you get. So for me, it's, it's basically humanitarian. Hmm. All right. Now, Woodira Johnson is saying, good morning, Zoe and the guests. This uh, present administration doesn't have people at heart. Are the, they are the government of the uh, all right, we'll leave it there. Yaro Niesu is saying, I just don't know why the government has to even charge these people to cut these palliatives are boldly written COVID-19 on it. Why did you decide to store it up in the warehouse? What good will that do? These people took what belongs to them, but they took it in the wrong way. And uh, the government did the wrong thing. So uh, who will take them to court? Please, they should not tell us that it is the NSAS process that delayed the distribution of the goods. It is just a makeup. All right, we leave it right here. This is what we have for you in the offing. Uh, what is your appeal, uh, Barrister Nantok, to security forces, to the government and to the youths at this time? I'll start with the youths. 
please let us conduct ourselves peacefully. Let us uh, shun all acts of provocation and violence and destruction. It is it is our state. It is our community. It is our country. We should not burn it down. Uh, I mean, no matter the anger, no matter the provocation, we should find civil ways of uh, expressing ourselves. Uh, to the government, I my appeal to government is: government should be sincere. Government should be. I mean. Be creative. Find ways of making us trust you because as it is now, from the general, uh, I mean, if you sample opinion, people don't trust the government. So government should find ways of helping the trust relationship between government and the government. And uh, for, for especially as it relates to people who have been arrested, I think people who have been arrested basically for taking food should be excused, should be allowed. People who were destroying things, who were stealing office equipment, who were doing that, should be prosecuted. But for food, I think government, we need to appeal to government to please just pardon these people. I mean, if Boko Haram, members of Boko Haram can be rehabilitated, why not them? So I think that these are the things that we should be appealing to government uh, the security agencies should please and please maintain calm. I mean, you can you can you can maintain peace without uh, without violence. Because I've seen pictures of where people uh, security agencies were flogging uh, people who violated coffee and all that. This is not a punishment for coffee for break, for violating coffee. If there's a punishment for violating coffee, please meet it out on them. But you see people being frog, uh, making uh, making people to frog jump or flogging people on the streets and all that. I think these, these are, are not the approach. exactly. So all right, they say darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that, and hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And the protest against injustice is the foundation of all our democracy. This is what we have for you in the offing this Tuesday morning. Keep your dials locked right here on J101.9 FM. I'm yours humbly, Zoe Machunga. News top of the hour reaches you and after that, the midday show with Ogidibo. Good morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.